Welcome to The Weekend Wire. It's been 10 days since the season started. Um, there have been some things that we're going to overreact to, and there are, there are some things that look real. We're going to try to um, sort of differ between the two today and see what see what we think is going to stay a thing for the whole year. Because um, most people have it. Some of the stats getting thrown out there, questionable. Stats are wild. Some of the stats are wild. Some of these teams are wild. The Clippers, for example, were one and three, haven't looked good. And then you have the Wizards, who are four and one. That's just a small sampling. But today we're going to hit probably five, six teams. Um, and that's going to be how we're most likely going to do this throughout the season because there's a lot of talent in the league now. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like hitting hitting the same teams every week is not as effective as just sort of dissecting um, what we've been seeing. So, um, but we're going to start with the Grizzlies um, today. They beat the Warriors last night in overtime. Um, their starters, their starting group has been very good. That's, and this is without Dylan Brooks who started for them all of last year and would be. Which is really impressive. Yeah. Um, Jaws leading the league in scoring 30.4 points a game. Um, He's, his shooting from three has gotten better. He's still like basically teleporting into the lane and the play, <laughs> and kicking it out or dumping it off to Adams, who has been fitting in well with him, uh, better than I thought for sure. Um, Desmond Bain stepped up a lot for them. Um, he's nineteen. He's scoring nineteen a game, which is way up from last year. He's still like a like low forties uh, percentage wise three point shooter. They have Melton, who's a great shooter, great defender. Um, and they're just they don't give up. They have a lot of heart. They're scrappy. They they play they play back to back games in LA, back to back nights. They beat the Clippers and then lost to the Lakers by I think two or three points because job is the free throw at the end. Yeah. Um, and the easiest team they played is the Cavs, who we're gonna talk about in a second. Um, but that's not even an easy team. team. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's so that's that's saying something. And they're um what do you what do you what have you seen from this team so far and how is it different than last year? And do they have a chance to win their division and or when be a top four seed? Top- uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest difference uh, right off the bat has to be uh, Ja, who has, I mean, he's probably taken a leap that we maybe uh, expected him to take last year. didn't quite get there, but now he is, you know, he seems to have sort of found, his spots on the floor. Um, and, and I mean, like you're saying, he, he literally just teleports into the lane um, at will. Um, you know, he doesn't, he, he can take you off the screen. He can take you off the dribble. It, it's just incredible to watch him um, sort of kind of exploit that, that part of his game, which I think he was doing so well towards the end of last season. And he really started to figure it out. Um, you know, you could see it a lot in the, in the play-in game. I think he had 40 something points or whatever it was. And so you started to see that, you know, when he wanted to get to his spots, he definitely could. Um, but that's probably been the biggest, um, you know, I think difference uh, in this team. I think we kind of knew coming into the season that this was going to be a really good defensive team. They have a lot of big wings. Um, Desmond Bain, like you said, stepping up when Dylan Brooks gets back. I mean, that team is, you know, looking even more scary. Um, you know, so I, I don't think that they're doing anything unexpected, um, you know, especially with Jaron Jackson back as well. And you're kind of getting to see him 
fit into the offense, not just kind of being shoved back into the offense for like the last few games of last season. Um, so I think overall you're, you're kind of just seeing where this team has been heading towards arguably the last two years. Um, and, and now you're really starting to see, um, you know, what having a point guard that's, that's able to do what Jock can do, um, you know, how much that affects a team and, and how that, you know, now I think they are probably, I feel almost more comfortable putting them into the playoffs, like, uh, straight up into like a top six seed than I would like maybe a Dallas at this point. Um, so it's really impressive to see even like Portland has been really inconsistent. Whereas I feel like Memphis, even the games they've lost, their record might be worse, but they've looked good. They're so close. They're right there every single game. Yeah. Memphis is not getting bullied by these teams at all. Played a lot of good teams. Um, you know, Golden State was four and oh before last night. So they're, they're competing with all these teams. They're not backing down. Jaw is just unbelievable this season. Yeah. Um, it's it's been awesome to watch. I think I think what you said about Jaron Jackson, yeah, he's he has been fitting in, but it's not like he's he's like really meeting our expectations even. Like even without him being, you know, this special he's not it's not like he's making a leap at all. Uh, his on off numbers look insane right now. So I will yeah. mention that. He, yeah. He's not like it, it, it hasn't been about him. It's, it's just been no. Jaw and, and Bain and really the guards. Um, and they just have they have a solid front court. They have a lot of good players, smart coach, modern team. Um, like you said, they're going to compete in every single game. And I agree with you about Dallas. I think they're more more stable than Dallas, um, and they're more way more consistent because Dallas, you see, um, they can go they'll go to Atlanta, get blown out, and look like you know they got struck by lightning between this year and last and, and they'll last <laughs> which they kind of did <laughs> the yeah, lightning in I mean, form of Jason Kidd. But yeah. Jason Kidd, <laughs> Zeus. Um, and <laughs> they have their leadership council there, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We're going to hit the Mavs eventually. Today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of teams like um, I would say, you know, Denver's like this where they're, they're more inconsistent and the, the, Grizzlies have just not been that early this season, and I think they have a great chance to win the division. Um, I, I do – I agree that I would slot them above the Mavs. I'd probably have them above Portland, too. They lost to Portland. Um, I think they're above Portland. Portland's defense is still very yeah. up and down. Yeah, Portland's um, defense is up and down. Portland's inconsistent as they come. Um, and so what you're seeing from Ja, when they get Dylan Brooks back, he's a great defender, he's a special player for them. That's the big shooters. thing. That's like 20 points, arguably, that is like chopped off. At least 18, I think. Yeah, and maybe, maybe Ja dips a little bit when he comes back. Yeah. But, I mean, that's going to help them compete with some of these top-tier teams at West that have these, have these elite two guards and three guards because their best defender right now is Melton, who was pretty good against Steph last night, effort wise. Um, Steph is going to get his, but he's, he's, he was doing all the right things. Keep your hand in his face, things like that. So the Grizzlies are exciting. They're an exciting team. One of the most fun teams to watch in the league, I would say um, maybe second only to the Hawks, who I think That's are what I was gonna say. Yeah. undefeated in this category because, yeah. oh my God. Um, okay. On another young team that has been, really the other side of the ball defensively has been impressive so far. Um, and this is where, we're, this is where we'll talk about the rule changes too, but the Cavs 
have looked pretty good early on. They played, um, they've beaten the Hawks, they beat the Nuggets, they beat the Clippers, and you have Kevin Love actually being engaged. So that's Kevin Love. He cares this year. Yeah, 2018 really is the last time we saw him look this good. Um, Mobley is so coordinated already around the basket. He's getting so many deflections, so many blocks. He's in the right place 100% of the time. He's the best defensive rookie we've seen. Scotty Barnes is probably second. Um, well, Scotty has a lot more offense, though. So, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I said defensive. Rookie, oh, right? defensive. Yeah, yep. yeah. Sexland is in a bad backcourt. Um, you <laughs> saw them. You saw them start the year off strong last year. But that was more about offense than defense. And this year, it's been a defense. And some of it's because of the rule changes. Sure, they're allowing a lot more verticality this year. Um, and you know the 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 main takeaway from those rule changes was sort of the hardened mold where he's not able to jump on, jump into defenders with these calls anymore. But um, the Cavs have taken advantage of that early. They, they played big with Mobley at the four and Jared Allen at the five. And that's just a nightmare. And Markinen. Um, you can yeah, play Markinen at the three. Yeah, they, they <laughs> have been playing Markinen at the three and their defense looked pretty bad in the first couple of games when they were doing that. Um, the Grizzlies yeah. kind of chopped them up that way, but um, they can then go small play Mobley at the five, and it's almost like he's Anthony Davis coming out of college, where he he immediately knows what he's doing on defense. Um, but he's it seems like he has even more like confidence. He's not really shying away from the contact when he's like going up to make baskets of his own. Yeah, no, I mean it's been crazy impressive to see what he's doing, and I mean. Like you were saying, they just have like a like a forest of of just big guys to you know get through at the rim. Um, it's so hard to score on them, and I mean Mobley's probably been the biggest part of that. Uh, I think you just kind of see his effect already. You know, I think we talk about it with a lot of other great defensive bigs, whether it's Embiid or Gobert, that have sort of an effect on a lot of guys shooting around the rim. And, and Mobley, you know, five games into his NBA career, already sort of has that. Um, which is just crazy impressive to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team's defense is really, uh, you know, they stay in every game because of it and they're going to win a lot of games because of it. The only real problem right now is figuring out a consistent source of offense. Um, you know, you're not really getting the same explosive um, Colin Sexton from last year. Uh, he's still at about 20 a game right now. Um, and the shooting numbers actually look uh, quite good uh, overall. He's shooting 51.9%, but uh, they just look a little, I, I guess, lost on offense sometimes. Uh, they're kind of swinging the ball around with no real purpose at times. Uh, they're not really, they'll kind of have like a, maybe a base action, but there's no follow-up action, but like behind that. And so it kind of stalls out really quickly. Um, it gets solved a lot by Ricky Rubio. Um, Rubio can just kind of make things happen, um, can kind of create shots for other guys, which uh, has sort of helped them, especially the bench unit and, and kind of, you know, figuring out how to get the offense going that way. But uh, they're going to have to figure out some sort of way to get, you know, a more like consistent good looks for Sexton um, because he, he is going to be their main scorer. I think this year, uh, like he was last year, he's their most explosive offensive talent. Um, obviously you're probably going to see a little bit more, you know, maybe love marketing, you know, whichever one of the bigs, uh, Jared Allen has, has shown great touch around the rim too. He looks a lot better and more comfortable around the rim than he was, I think, you know, last couple of years too. Um, but you know, Sexton is, is the guy that's going to have to create the offense, but you're going to have to put him in, in better spots. Cause right now it just looks like a lot of, 
you know, ISO ball and, and it just doesn't work when your players just aren't good enough to score in ISO situations consistently. Um, so, you know, they made it work because of how good their defense is, but uh, if they want to make the playoffs in the East, which I think they're capable of doing, um, they just have to figure out the offensive side of the ball. I think them, the Pacers, the Hornets, maybe the Wizards. Yeah. Yeah, the Wizards. We'll see if the Bulls are, are better, but I, I would have the Knicks in a class above them too. But yeah, I think those are sort of the teams that are going to be competing against. Maybe Toronto. If Toronto looks a little better than we than we think here, um, it's possible. Toronto's surprised as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Toronto, Toronto's look better because a lot of people thought – I mean, I thought it was going to be a tank season for them. Um, yep. But the Cavs right now, they're 10th. If you go by points per, per, 100, per 100 possessions, they're 10th in defense, 18th in offense. So – um yeah there's room there's room for improvement on offensive end um Mobley I think what you said looking about looking comfortable he's five games in he looks like he's in year three with how he's just adapted to the game and you see other rookies like like Suggs is an example of this he hasn't really adapted to how fast the NBA is yet and Mobley is just there like already um that, so that's been super impressive to see um, they just have a lot of dudes that can score. Okoro has been out for the last couple of games. They haven't even missed him. Um, and like you said, it's 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 really hard to score on them. They build a wall like this. They're in LA tonight. We'll see how they. We'll see how you know Moby and Davis should be fun potentially. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but any more on the Cavs? I didn't really have anything else. Uh, I just thought, you know, I think their strong start is more than a, more than a fluke. And I think they're kind of building on a lot of what they did last year. And, and I think they kind of have more of the pieces they needed um, this year. So watch out for them. <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet they're happy to make the Simmons trade. Very. Like, like yeah. We about. Um, okay. Let's, let's, let's go to the maps because that's something that we both want to talk about. Um, they looked really ugly versus Atlanta. Um, that was a game that I watched a lot of. Um, lots of long twos, some posts up, post ups for uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, which you never see. He had he had two the entirety of last season. I think he had it was at disgusting. least two or three in this game. And they had they <laughs> it's a crime up. against basketball. Oh, it's bad. And um, <laughs> they they looked a little better. They they won three straight against not so great opponents. Um, Jason Kidd's influence has not been a positive so far. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it's going to get better. Um, I would think – so his philosophy was, was that we're going to shoot less threes as a team, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, with the personnel that they have. And I don't think – I think most people would agree with that. Um, they have their leadership council now of three three people, <laughs> and it's up to you who to guess who that is. Um, who do you think it is? Well, I, I, Cuban's definitely in there. Oh, it's not uh, just the players, is it? Oh, it's like a I don't think it's kind of deal. players. Okay, I thought it was three players. If it's three players, that I my guess would be Luca, Porzingis, and Hardaway. That's what I was thinking. But yep. if it's not. Then I think it's Kid, Cuban, and like Dirk or something. I don't. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Or maybe, like, maybe even Luca. Yeah, maybe Luca. I. I don't know. Yeah. I think 
Because, well, I don't think Luca would be on board with the council saying that we want to shoot less threes. <laughs> the council. You think Dirk would be smart enough not to say that either? Um, you would think. Mavs right now, 23rd in offense, 11th in defense. Um, so defense has looked a little bit better so far. They're 3 and 1, um, but the, it hasn't looked good. And I think that's really the key right now. Um, in these early season games, it's we just have such small sample sizes that you, sometimes you want to go look at the process of results record-wise because you know yep. a lot of this stuff is going to even out um, with the strength of schedule eventually. So their offense has been kind of ugly. Um, they started out against the Spurs. They were down 25-3, to three, came back and won that game um, without Porzingis. I have a stat. Um, so far this year, they are minus 30 with Porzingis on the floor, and they're plus 27 with him off. Um, so a large, large difference there. Yikes. Um, no, one in, no one who roots for them has been happy with this guy for two years. There was hope that maybe he could have a bounce-back season. It doesn't look like that's happening. What, what else have you seen from Matt? Uh, well, I mean, it's the offense, really, right? Uh, it just doesn't really seem to have much going on with it. Um, it's not really too much of a motion-based offense. I think kids sort of realized after the Atlanta game that Luca needs the ball in his hands a little bit more than maybe kid wanted initially. Um, so that's been at least nice to see that most of the offense is being initiated by Luca again. But like, I, I just don't don't understand what the philosophy on offense is. It looks a little bit lost. It doesn't really seem like it has any sort of identity they say they're not going to shoot that many threes but i don't think the numbers wise they're shooting a whole lot less threes than last year um i i could be wrong and i would have to find this stat which is actually i don't i don't know if they are either it just seems like they are it's sort of yeah but um well they're shooting 43 threes a game which would be third in the league okay so I, I don't know. I mean, make of that what you will, I guess. But, um, you know, it, it just doesn't – again, like I, I just don't really see what, what the idea on offense is, and, and that's really bad for, for a team that, you know, if you're trying to make the playoffs, you got to have an understanding of what you're trying to do. Um, it's obviously early, but, like, they didn't really have a whole lot of, like, you know, turnover either. Like a lot of the players they had last year are still featuring for them this year. Um, Jalen Brunson, if anything, has, has gotten better, right? THA, I think, looked a lot better in the playoffs last year, so you'd expect him to play better this year. Um, he's also got that that big contract now. So, you know, like the, <laughs> a lot of guys that, you know, you just think that, you know, this team has, has been pretty stable except for coaching, and there aren't too many moving pieces in this, you know, equation. So I, I really don't know. You added Reggie Bullock, which I thought was a really good move and he's looked pretty good for them. But again, like he only sort of fits into like that mold of, you know, a, a space out kind of player, right? He's going to hit threes um, and, and he's going to give you really good defense. But if you're not trying to do that, then what's the point of getting a guy like Bullock, right? He's not going to create his own shot very often. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's a very confusing team to me more than anything. Um yeah, and that, that's probably the more concerning part that, you know, they, they have, they've looked good at times, they look bad at times, but most of the time they just don't really look like they know exactly what they want to do. Yeah, and I think Luke, there will come a point where Luca becomes upset with Jason Kidd. It hasn't happened yet. Um, it has to happen, yeah. I think it's coming, um, and they're going to be more frustrated. Porzingis, who's out right now, if he takes a while to come back, and if he's missing games left and right, um, like you said, yeah, not really that secondary creator in the starting lineup, at least. You have Brunson coming off the bench, and he's looked good. But 
Um, it's mostly been Luca, 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 um, which yeah. is what it was like for all of last season. And he's, I would say, is sort of still in the mode where he's playing himself into shape here um, to start the year. Um, yeah, but you know, he he could do it all. Um, I, I don't right, so think. I, sorry, I, I did find the shooting stats. Um, so they're taking if you go by the offensive shooting frequency. 44% of their shots are coming from three, which last year was at 40.8%. And the year before it was at 42.4%. So make of that what you will. <laughs> I, I saw that the Knicks were number one in that stat last night before the game. Possible. Dallas is number two. So it would not surprise me if, uh, or yeah, it would not surprise me if the Knicks are number one. Um. Yeah, the Mavs. I think I think we can wait to draw a ton of conclusions on them. Um, but I I just liked what I've seen from the Grizzlies more. Um, a lot I like yeah. I like the I like the Nuggets more as a team in that in that area. Um, I <laughs> you disagree? <laughs> I'm iffy on Denver. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of them outside of the Phoenix game, and then I think I maybe saw half of them playing against. Utah, maybe it was. Um, I like, they I like looked okay. Utah. They, they didn't yeah. Jokic for the whole second half, and they sort of competed in that game towards the end. Yeah, uh, without without seeing a lot from Porter Porter Jr. So, yeah, like there hasn't been a lot from him. He didn't look good in the Utah game. Um, <sighs> yeah, he's missing a lot against Phoenix, and they're not um, playing Bones either. Not playing Bones um, now. Aaron Gordon uh, looks comfortable. I like yeah. it. I like what I've seen from him. Jokic is, Jokic is um, you know, he's he's getting even more ridiculous as a passer. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the team is they they have a lot of they had a lot of guys. I think Barton Barton can sort of become Barton's more, been big. Yeah, if he can become more of a pure like point guard, they'll they'll do better. But I think Bones over Faku is is the answer for them. You think so? The Faku gives you a lot on defense. That's not like I don't know. Some of the shots he takes are just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think like but, when they play against these teams that like like against against the Jazz, like who have like Clarkson, like I think you need someone to match Clarkson, and that's right. where you're having Bones come in. Like, right. But they they were they were really thin rotation wise in that game. They had like two big men left or something um, after Jokic went down, and then and then I think. Uh, Jamichael Green got ejected towards the end of the game. So, um, nice. like, they didn't have, you know, they were left with just Jeff Green towards the end. Um, against go bear. Right. Um, oh, Jeff Green. That was another good pickup for him, too. So, he's, yeah. he's looking good. Yep. Uh, what should be our next team? Uh, who do you want to talk about? <laughs> Atlanta? Did sure. you want to talk about Atlanta? Or Golden State. Yeah. Let's do Golden State first. Let's, okay, let's okay, stay on okay. the West and then, yeah. Yeah, Golden State looked really comfortable opening night. Um, looked awesome. They had um, – yeah, it looked great. They had um, Bielitsa doing the short roll. Um, and we've seen teams do this. The Clippers are doing it with Bledsoe. The Lakers have sort of done it with Westbrook, but not enough. Um, they did it in their one, their one win that they had before um, – like when it was a whole team before LeBron and started missing games was that the Lakers did do it with Westbrook. But um, the, the, the Warriors have looked great. Um, 
they just have a lot of guys who are high IQ players. Steph is getting his against the Clippers. He was amazing. Um, down the stretch, he had 45, 25 in the first quarter. Um, and they just look like a team who the bets have really not dropped off that much. Um, Draymond looks fine. Probably just as good as he did last year. They have Poole. Damian Lee's been really good to start the year. They step, they have a lot of shooting. Um, Wiseman hasn't come back yet. We'll see what that looks like. I have no idea. I don't even know how much he'll play. Yeah, I don't think he will that much. Yeah. Otto Porter is in there now. They have a lot of good bets. Um, are Even you is back? Yeah. This was not a team I was super high on start the year. Are you... I am a lot higher on them now. Yeah, you put them in the West now. Like, do they have a chance of winning the West? I think you got to think that they do because you factor in the fact that Clay's not back yet, um, and how good they've looked on. Especially, I think the defense has been the understated part of how good they've looked. Um, but that's where I would think that you know you can't really find too much of a fault with uh what draymond is doing because you know even if you kind of account for maybe his lack of, of offense although he's he's looked pretty solid on the offensive end too um you know he's really shaped that defense and they look so solid um all the way throughout and it sort of again like starts to remind you of those 2014 2015 2016 teams that were very very good and um you know they they're able to cover up you know any sort of weaknesses that maybe at the the guard position they have defensively um they're able to make up for it and once you have clay back you don't have that as much of a weakness at the guard position anymore so i think they're a threat to win the west um again like you're saying steph uh i think that was probably the biggest worry that that you had was was if steph kind of falls off what does that team look like then but like he's averaging 30 a game he looks just about as good as he was last year, maybe even better, arguably. Um, I don't, nah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> last year, last year is unbelievable. Okay, all right, but at, at the very worst, I mean, like if there has been a drop off, it's been very, very minuscule. No, I don't think he's um, dropped off. Like I don't think it's like an age thing. I think last year right. was just unbelievable out of mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although mm-hmm. some of the games he's had this year, the Clippers this year, game, he, he's like no, not out of body. He doesn't have to do as much. Right, like, right. The spacing's better. It's not like they're, it's not like teams are all over him as much. So I that's think what I was going to say. Like the spacing looks good with, with even like Wiggins has fit in really, really yeah. well into this team. Bielitsa, like you said, in the short role, he's such a good passer. Um, he, he's a really good screener off the ball too. And like is, is smart about it. Like he, he like reads the screen and will like cut off his own screens as well. Um, so he's really smart with that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you factor in the shooting of, Damian Lee, Jordan Poole, um, and, you know, I, I guess Otto Porter to a degree, um, you know, and, and this team looks good. Uh, the, there's just not any other way to put it. I think, you know, that this is a dangerous, dangerous team that with the West as shaky as it is, I think that the Warriors and as open as it is, I'll say maybe not as shaky, but really open. Um, I think the Warriors have just as good a chance as, as pretty much any other team that you want to throw out there. I think they can compete with Utah. They can compete with Phoenix. They are probably better, I think, than Dallas. Uh, they're better than Portland. Um, they're maybe better than, than Denver, arguably. Um, maybe that Denver team looks better with, with Murray full, back. But... Full strength Denver, I'll still take 
over. Okay. Okay. But I don't know. I think they compete. The Utah, Denver's, Phoenix, Lakers of the world, Clippers, maybe. I think, I think I it's know. a bad matchup for Utah if they if they I win. I think it's a real bad matchup for Utah. Yeah. Um, Gobert's going to get run off the floor again. The plan because Utah hasn't changed that much. Yep. You haven't seen what they've gotten out of Rudy Gay um, when they're sort of trying to go small because he's been out. Um, yeah, I think the Warriors, they're always going to have a chance in this game, puncher's chance in these games because of Steph. Um, and, you know, their defense is not great, but they are the team that can fill up the, the I guess, fill up the scoreboard really quickly. So, um, okay, for our fifth team that we're going to talk about today, I will give you the choice between Ooh. three teams. The Knicks, okay. The Wizards, and okay. So Knicks, Wizards, and Wolves. Oh, I so I haven't watched too much of the Wizards play. I have seen quite a bit of the Knicks and a decent amount of the the Wolves. So we can go we can go with both of them if you want. Yeah, um, do, you, let's yeah. Let's let's do both. Just uh, uh, our six pack of NBA teams. So. <laughs> um, there you go. So okay, yeah. Let's do Knicks. Um, they had that close win over the Bulls last night. Um, they're looking just like a lot like last year's team, where they're just competing constantly. Tibbs is doing his thing, um, but maybe the talent's a little better. Uh, oh, Fournier's, yeah. Fournier's looked good for them. Kimba is looked, you know, like he was. Like, like he was when he was good for the Celtics, not playing as many minutes because you have Rose in there. Um, Randall, the drop off hasn't been that bad. Barrett has taken a step up. One of my predictions, um, yeah, <laughs> might be coming true, maybe. Uh, and they've just looked solid. Uh, they are a team who I think is still pretty disrespected by other other teams and players and. They come out. They're, they're a lot like Memphis. Yeah, they're yeah. They're a lot like <laughs> Memphis, and they um, they come out and compete every night, and they have a lot of shooters now. Um, it's not like it's not like they have Alfred Payton in there starting anymore. They have there's a lot. Yeah, better. we got that now. Yeah, yeah. Now they should they sent that off to the Phoenix, and now um, the Knicks have a lot more talent than they did last year. They've they've um. They found their way. Mitchell Robinson is healthy. Um, good athletic team with RJ Barrett improving as a shooter. RJ Barrett doing great stuff with on-ball defense. Um, opening night against Jason Tatum, he was very good at uh, just sort of even, – even when Tatum would shake him with a jab step and a dribble and get, get some separation, his recovery, just getting back in the pitcher to contest those shots has been great to watch. And I think he's going to – continue to take a take steps forward this year for them yeah um i think my my biggest worry with the team was again like yeah if randall kind of regresses where does that kind of get filled up and i mean fournier and walker have have done everything that that you know people could expect out of them i think you know kemba's maybe been a little bit underwhelming uh, on the offensive side of the ball but I, I think this team has a lot of depth to be honest with you um mm-hmm. in terms of you know where they want to get their scoring from like you said rj's taking that step um you know uh, randall took that step last year 
Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you start looking down the list of, of guys that can score on this team and, and yeah, it makes sense why maybe Kemba is not really filling up the stat sheet quite as much as maybe we expected him to, but uh, Fournier has hit some big, big shots for this team. Um, and that maybe might become one of the most underrated signings of the summer. Uh, if he continues to do it, I think he's shooting 42% almost from three right now. I don't know if that's sustainable, but like, even if he like keeps it around like 38, 39%, like that's still huge for, for this team, which kind of struggled with shooting last year a little bit and they lost Bullock. And so to have that kind of made up with, with Kemba and Fournier, I think this team is, is a dangerous, dangerous team. Again, um, I know that we kind of picked them to be sort of on the fringes of the playoffs and, and we kind of lumped them in with like the Charlottes and, and Chicago's of this world almost. Um, they, yeah, they might be a tier above that. They might even, uh, you know, they, I don't want to put them ahead of, of Boston. I think Boston is still, you know, a very good team, but um, you know, th- this team is, I think they're a solid top six team um, that like belongs in the playoffs. Yeah, I think we need to start giving them some more respect. Um, yeah. I would put them above Boston. Just straight, straight up. up. I don't ah. like the vibes of the Celtics. Like the vibe. oh, they look like they have no idea how to play. They look like the team looks like they met each other like yesterday. I, I, <laughs> Tatum, Tatum and Jalen still like Jalen. Jalen's had a good start to the year, but for yeah. Tatum, his free throw numbers he still doesn't get to the line like it's pretty it's pretty crazy how how much his game has changed since he um you know got out of his rookie year and started working with kobe um he is just settling for jumpers left and right and not really attacking the rim like he used to i I thought i thought in 2020 he sort of he was he was like in the bubble i thought he was he was great at attacking the rim but last year it looked bad the year with year with Kyrie it, it didn't look great and we're kind of back to that mode um the, I uh, guess that team had a lot of dysfunction but I mean this team sort of with, does yeah too, but guess, he, so. he also like he's such a lengthy guy and you like you, you see like Jaws just like downhill attacking constantly and Tatum's a bigger dude yeah. who can I feel like can do that and he's he I, I'm not seeing out of him and the Celtics yeah they, they should they should end up as a better team than last year but I'm not this is not a team that I'm going to be excited about. About. I, I have the hawks <laughs> i have the hawks squarely above them um yeah I think, for sure i think the knicks are sort of in that next tier with i think i think you have brooklyn atlanta uh milwaukee sort of in the first tier in the east and then the next would be miami and the knicks um potentially and we're not going to talk about miami today but i think that I think that as they sort of start to play some tougher teams, we can we can see what they're made of. Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with the Knicks um, to start. Okay, for our last team today, the Wolves rounding off our six pack. Um, surprise! Anthony, what? They're a surprise, I think. Yeah, the I mean they, they have a great great offense. Um, they've they've really been great on that end. Um, and Edwards has sort of become the leader of this team. The guy is a freak athlete um, who is an improved shooter now and can tack the rim like nobody's business. He made a lot of strides in that end. Um, in the um, He made a lot of strides on the offensive end towards the end of the season last year. But 
um, looking looking at their per per hundred possession stats, they're actually twenty first in offense, fourth in defense. So their defense has gotten better. Um, Cat is active on the defensive end. Um, they have Russell. You know, he's not going to be great on that end, but he's he's a good shot maker. I think maybe Beverly has brought some more like toughness into this team. Um, you have Jaden McDaniel's, who's just kind of you know athletic kind of. He's there. Spring yeah. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's there, but he, he fills that role like pretty nicely for them. And right. Edwards, I think, as his volume continues to increase and his usage rate, you're going to see higher scoring numbers out of him. Um, and this is just a team who they have a great coach and Chris Finch. They, it, it seems like they're, they're going to be able to compete with good teams um, pretty much every Right. And that's not something that we've seen from them in the past couple of years. So I took their I took their win total over over thirty four and a half. I'm feeling pretty good about that right that's now. That's looking good. Yeah. They're they've changed the way they're they're defending pick and roll. They're doing it at the level instead of just doing drop all the time, and it's just looked a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if you have a guy like Cat, you know, put him in in positions to make plays yeah. um, defensively too. Um, yeah, he, he looks a lot more engaged. The whole team looks a lot more engaged on, on defense than they had been the last couple of years. And, I mean, they're doing all this with, with D'Lo still kind of playing iffy. Um, the shooting numbers look really bad for him. Um, and, I mean, even just watching him play, like he just doesn't uh, quite have things figured out, I think, on the offensive side uh, yet. But, yeah, I mean, this is a team, again, sort of like we talked about with the Cavs, like if they can kind of figure out their offensive side of the ball a little bit better, um and if they kind of start finding a rhythm with it uh whether that is just sort of getting like anthony edwards the ball more um and kind of like letting him work um whatever it is i think that once they figure out the offensive side this is a dangerous team in the west too that could sneak into a playing spot and i mean they are uh, they're dangerous with just like the options they have and again, if Russell can figure it out, then yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's a really, really dangerous team. I this so okay. The five teams that we talked, the six teams that we talked about. Let's recap: Grizzlies, Cavs, Mavericks, Wolves, Knicks, Knicks, and Warriors. Warriors. What do you think is out of those six? Who do you think has had the most like start to the season that is going to tail off the most or sort of regress towards the mean, the most? And who out of those six? Who do you think their start is the most real? Well, I think the Warriors and Memphis have the most real starts. Um, I think they're legitimate um i think the warriors are arguably legitimate contenders in the west mm -hmm. uh, memphis i think is just a really legitimate you know potential playoff team again in the west um in terms of who i think is going to tail off um that, that's a lot tougher because i think all these teams look real to a certain degree i could see cleveland falling off a little bit um you know as you start to maybe see certain regressions and maybe shooting from, from some of their top guys. If, if Sexton doesn't quite take a leap offensively, if they never just figure things out offensively, maybe they start to regress a little bit. Um, the, the Knicks, I think are more or less fine. They, they look, they look good. Um, and I don't think like when you play defense as well as that team does, um, 
like I just don't think that you're going to fall off that yeah. much. Um, and yeah, I, I hate to say Minnesota too, but I, I guess Minnesota is probably the most at risk because they don't have a ton of depth. Um, and you know, it's kind of, yeah, again, banking on Edwards continuing this form. I think cats also shooting some insane numbers. Um, and I mean, if Russell never really gets it going, you know, I could see them falling back into that, that 13 through 15, you know, range in the West easily. I think 13 to 15, I mean, maybe, maybe you might be right. I think they're squarely better than the Pelicans and squarely better than the Kings. I don't know if they're better than the Kings necessarily. Maybe. I think the only team in the, in the West they're clearly better than is probably OKC and maybe San Antonio. Houston. Houston. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Houston. Forgot about Houston. Okay. So maybe not 13 through 15, maybe, maybe 12. Yeah. <laughs> like they could miss the plan. Yeah. Ah, oh, but yeah, even that puts you on the bubble of the plan. So I, I don't know. They're like eleventh. I mean, I feel like that's pretty. Like, it's good like, for them. Yeah, I mean, I think eleventh is like probably what you would expect, and I right. I would agree that the Wolves are probably the most like suspect out of the starts that we've talked about today. Um, and I, I would I would say Memphis is the most real. Um, yeah. With maybe the Knicks being second for me because. I, I do think the Nick, like their defense, I think the Nick, the floor of the Knicks is very high with what they're able to do on defense. And yeah. I don't see like, that's not something that's going to change because they're, they're a veteran team who has a defensive minded coach that has been doing this everywhere he's gone. So um, that I think is not going to change, but I, I do like what I'm seeing out of Memphis. And I think Jock could maybe continue throughout this season to just get better in a season like even after getting better this offseason, if he's able to do um, sort of what we've seen Bam do, where he just gets better and better throughout the season. We saw Aiden do this in the playoffs um, up until Giannis, but you know, and, everyone, yeah, everyone against Giannis is struggling. I think the real possibility for Jaws, he sort of gains confidence um, against some of these better teams and is able to go toe to toe with like Dame and Steph and some of these elite guards in the West and the East. Um, so I mean, he's already been going toe to toe with Steph. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Able, he's able to pick up some wins against like, you know, the the really good teams, and he's done that. Yeah. He's done that against the Warriors. But the more he does that, then um, the better he's gonna, the better he's gonna be. The more, the more confident he's gonna be. So that's sort of where I'm going with that. But yeah, uh, I think we're covered. There's been a lot. Um, Going on, the the rule changes have been great. It's making the game more weighted towards defense. I would say, like before this, it's like eighty twenty offense. I think now it's like sixty five percent offense, and the defense has a lot more impact. So they're just seeing, yep. you know, it's not it's not always going to be about who makes the most threes. Um, that's sort of where we were headed the last few years. So I think the league has done a good job. But the flow um, of the game's gotten a lot better too this year. Um, yeah, the yeah. games don't stop. Um, as much yeah it's just really nice to see um okay well yeah short short pod for you today on a friday um enjoy your halloween everyone um and find out who the mavericks leadership council is because we both really want to know all right (laughs)